0: This episode is brought to you by the Authentic Woman series, Identity Revived. The Authentic Woman is a platform that empowers women to radically love their body, pursue their wildest dreams, and change the world around them. If you're feeling insecure about who you are, alone on your journey, and not sure where to go, then Identity Revived is going to change your motherfucking world. I had the absolute joy of sharing a piece of my story in this collection, and I can't wait for you to get your hands on a copy of it. It makes the perfect coffee table book and is such a beautiful way to support real, raw, untouched stories and photos by women. For women. Snag your copy for 10% off using the code 10 Loy. That's 10L O Y. And all the information on how to snag yours is in the show notes. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. Your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk. To help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys, welcome to episode 32 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life Pod. I am so fucking excited to share this episode with you guys. (laughs) You guys, fuck, man. It is a good day. I hope you're having a fantastic, fantastic start to your Thursday. If you are listening to this on the day this episode drops or whenever you're listening to this, I hope you are in a great space, in a great, beautiful headspace, And if you are not, um, I hope that this episode turns that around for you and that you can lean into the humor and laugh alongside of us and expand your mind and learn some fantastic things and just feel like you're having a really awesome uh, round of margaritas with your girlfriends (laughs) because that's what this episode feels like for me. I am so excited. I just want to dive right in this week because – I have had the absolute pleasure to have been building a relationship online with the two women you're about to get to know a little better. You may already know them um, if you are part of the Almost 30 podcast community, which I know a lot of you guys are. We are kind of symbiotically intertwined um, because they really promote and share really similar stuff that to what I believe and share and uh, thus what this podcast is all about. Um, We have supported each other on our journeys through entrepreneurship for the past couple of years and it has been such a freaking honor for me to get to watch them grow and grow as people, as individuals, and grow their brand, grow their community, and to get to be a part of that with them. Um, And I'm just so, so, so excited to finally get to introduce you, if you haven't heard of them, or share this conversation um, with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek from the Almost 30 podcast. And... I really don't have much more to say except for that. Um, These two women have such different backgrounds, and you are going to get to learn so much about that. Um, But they have in very, very short amount of time, in just two short years, they have built a podcast and a brand and an events company and really a name for themselves um, with the Almost 30 podcast. And they have been like featured in all sorts of incredible platforms and spaces online, um, and the work that they do and the conversations that they have are just so relatable. And the whole concept of almost thirty was, you know, to create a space for for specifically women but really people who are going through um you know the the hardships of feeling like you're coming out of your 20s and like what the fuck are you supposed to do now um and really it's for anyone who is Is navigating those things. Um, They talk a lot about spirituality on their podcast, which has opened my eyes a lot to that. Um, And as you can see, it's kind of um, rubbed off as I've had some really incredible guests um, on this podcast that have been in that space. Um, and they talk a lot about the wellness space, too. Lindsay is um, you know, a very, very avid uh, proponent of the wellness world. She's been a soul cycle instructor for years and has a background in acting. And um, you know, Krista is super spiritual and has been really embracing that side of herself through the podcast. And it's been really incredible to watch them grow as people and just, I'm so excited to get to introduce you, honestly, to two of my very dear friends who I respect so much and um, who I have the best time laughing with. And I hope that this conversation is energizing for you just the same. So without further ado, here are Krista and Lindsay. I think it's a tough thing about being an influencer and just being in the public eye too is like, you know, people expect you to share your whole life. Or at least I think that that is so often what people expect. And like I see so many influencers who do that and go kind of, I think, overboard. And I think there are certain things that are for specific people in our lives that we don't need to share. And also, I don't think everything is for our audience. Like, for example, there are some things that I navigate that I know the women that I coach like don't struggle with. And so
1: mm-hmm. while
0: it could be maybe cathartic for me to share in the moment, it's not actually helpful for them. And it could hurt other people or you know, stuff like that in the in the long term. But I'm curious because I feel like I have such a, like, specific niche in terms of the women that I talk to. And, and you guys, like, I know you guys have obviously evolved your brand, and we'll talk about more on that. By the way, we're already recording, whatever. But, like, well, you know, like, I feel like you guys started off as just kind of like, hey, we're just, you know, doing this thing and talking about things we love. So how do you, like, know where to steer what you're talking about? And how do you choose specific you know, guests to come on that are, you, you know, are going to relate to your people, especially starting out. I feel like you have Mm -hmm. a much better grasp of that now, but like, I know when I started out, I had no concept of what was going to resonate and what wasn't. So like, how have you navigated that?
2: Mm -hmm. I think probably making a lot of mistakes or not a lot of mistakes, but like really at the beginning, it was like just doing the work and kind of like figuring this out and figuring out how, what our dynamic was like, what we were like on the mic, um, what this was going to be. And then really it kind of evolved through having guests on that impacted people. And we were like, Oh, like their messages on our platform could really change people's lives. And we want to do more of that. So how could we find more people that are going to change people's lives? Um, but it really was like that hit of like Kelly looked or Lacey Phillips. That was like, we were like, Oh, you know, we were in these conversations and Um, I'm aware of the audience that's listening, but I'm so uh, entrenched in the conversation that's happening that I'm only really thinking about myself. So then coming outside of it and hearing from the audience that it really resonated with them, you just want more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we always have conversations with people. And I, you know, anyone that has a podcast, if you have someone, you know, even one person that like DMs you and listens or two people that DM you and listen, have a conversation with them. If they're like, you know, even if they replied to something else, you'd be like, hey, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. What do you like about my podcast? What should I do more of? Um, What are some guests that you think I should have on? Like people are willing to share and give you advice and insight, which of course you want to take with a grain of salt. You know, I think Lindsay's been really good about that is like making sure that we keep this as ours. And like, we are, we've built this to where it is. Obviously, of course, 100% because of the community we have, but really because it's like, we talk to people that interest us and that we feel like see us for who we are and that we get a good vibe from. So it really needs to be like that connection that you have with that person where you feel really good. And you're like, I want to expose you to more people. I want to share you with more people. Like you should never feel pressured. It should never feel like you're doing someone a favor. You should never like put something out that you don't feel hundred percent confident in.
1: Yeah. And I think our community too, like as the community has grown, we, we really like on an individual basis. And then in our secret Facebook group, we're, we're really taking in the conversations that are being had. And if there's kind of a theme or a trend going on in the group, like we want to dig deeper into that. So we will research, you know, who's at the forefront, you know, who's an advocate for X, Y, Z that we could talk to because, as you know, like we're not experts, gurus, anything like that. So mm-hmm. we're learning right along with them all. So I think what's beautiful about the show is that it's evolved as we've evolved and we're still learning, you know, we have some episodes coming out soon where it's a really deep, um, thoughtful conversation, a learning um, on our end. And we know that it will, you know, hopefully impact a lot of people and start conversations in those um you know, their communities. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just so long as Krista and I are just being really open and honest and vulnerable, like as we learn, like that's really what we can expect from ourselves so that, you know, our community is really engaged and smells bullshit from a mile away. And so like we have responsibility because of the platform we've created to just be open and honest as we learn.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that is such a testament to the community you have built because, I mean, there are a lot of people that are all about the fake shit and the BS. And I feel like that is why I immediately gravitated to both of you guys because I was like, these girls are fucking real. And for me, I feel like there are, are not enough people on the planet, let alone in the United States who are just being them, their true selves and just cutting the bullshit and asking questions and admitting when they're wrong or when they maybe have changed their minds about something, you know, it's really tough for us to admit those things. And I just, I want to applaud you guys for doing that all the time. Cause it's, you're constantly creating a new dialogue and you're opening up a space for women to be able to share their true selves too, which is so freaking rare. Um, and it's a huge part of my mission in life to do as well. So I just, I love you guys so much. And I just think that that's such a testament to the space you've created.
2: Thank
0: you, Aww, And you've sweet. been
2: such like a strong part of our community. It's been like so amazing to see you grow and like do mm-hmm. your own thing and start your own podcast too. So um, thank you. It means like a lot that you say that
0: for real though. I mean, you guys are huge inspirations for why I had the balls to start this. Cause I think I had it on my heart for so long, you know, I mean, and Lindsay, you probably get this too, like being an actor and being so present with yourself and your speaking self and just really wanting to, create change and I mean that's why I'm an artist that's why I went into school for the first in the first place was to be able to like actually make a difference in people's lives in a tangible way by being on stage um And I never really imagined this sect of it being a part of my life or being an entrepreneur. But I think that there's so much power in being able to just share your story and share your message. And um, why I love being able to share other people's stories and messages like you guys is because I think that we all are so different and bring different things to the table. And I think what's so powerful about both of you is you guys are really different. Like super different. And I think that you're able to bring really, really interesting perspectives to the table along with your guests too. And it creates a really unique dialogue that isn't really like anything else that I've ever heard before. And so I just think it's super powerful. So in terms of that though, I'm curious because I know you guys have had very different lives that have led you to this current path which you're on, which is super different than where you guys both were even six months ago. So can you guys each speak to kind of how you started. And like this, this podcast is all about kind of navigating the quarter life crisis BS, which I know a lot of women in their twenties are navigating. I know you guys have probably had multiple in your own life. So like, what has led you to get to here? And what are some of the like two, three big moments of your life that you can think of that you're like, okay, fuck. Yeah. Like this is my path. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This entrepreneur journey kind of a thing that you guys are on,
1: on right now. That's a great question. Um, so like you, I'm sure, um, you know, I've, I've been performing and wanting to be a performer my entire life, like as early as I can remember. Um, and you know, I didn't know what that was going to look like, but because we have parents, our parents see that little spark mm-hmm. in us and they know what that's going to look like. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the most loving, caring way they give you all of the resources and opportunities and support to, you know, be what you want to be. Right. And, and what's so interesting about that is like, that put me on like a track, you know, I was in dance classes, in vocal lessons, in acting classes, in all of the things through middle school, high school, into college. And while I love the aspect of expressing myself, there was like this, um, quiet friction that was blocking me from truly like reaching what I thought was success. So Mm -hmm. booking the part, you know, living in New York and, and booking the roles I wanted to book and whatnot. And early, early in my twenties, I just got frustrated. I was like, isn't this working? Like I'm working my ass off. I'm bartending at night. I'm getting up and auditioning in the morning and basically like killing myself mm-hmm. trying to do this. And what I realized only like in the last year or so that like, you know, what I was trying to be was what my parents wanted me to be. And I don't say that and like, fuck you parents. It's more just like, you know, that's so interesting that they projected that onto me. And I felt this responsibility to be the movie star, to be the star on Broadway, to be all of these things. Mm. And I didn't allow myself the flexibility and like the freedom in my imagination to create in any way. So um, what's been so amazing about the podcast is that one, it was totally unexpected, never planned, but two, it's like it's exercising this other part of myself, entrepreneur, um, you know, I don't even know, like influencers, but it's, it's like a different type of influencer. Um, I guess it kind of feels Mm -hmm. different. Um, you know, community creator, like, it's just, it's really interesting. And for me, it's been rewarding and challenging to, to really own that and and understand that I have created that with Krista and deserve this and I have this space for it. And so much of it is the letting go of what I thought this was all going to be. And I know we hear that a lot and it's a little oversaid, but it's a real practice for me because in letting go, then I make space for like, all of this potential that's literally right on the horizon and headed towards us at full speed. So I'm working to kind of meet it halfway, but everything that I've done, bartending, fit modeling, you know, fun, weird acting jobs. I've done them all. Mm -hmm. Soul cycle, which has been such a gift and brought me to Krista. Um, You know, I see it. I see how all of the dots have connected and brought me to this moment. Um, but you know, (laughs) we were just talking about last night, like as an entrepreneur, like it's really one, never a dull moment Two, you can never expect what's coming. And three, it's just, you're always thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And because we love it so much, that's not a burden, but we also, you know, have to make space for that. We're both very creative. So making space for that in the podcast and in other ways too. I'm sure you find that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: so funny because I feel like your story and my story are so in sync. Mm-hmm. Um but it's funny because I think that what my journey through entrepreneurship has led me to is realize that I have the space to do it all, whereas before I feel like I was killing myself with all my part-time jobs to support my acting and I didn't feel like I could do it in the way that I wanted to show up. Whereas now you know, I'm running my coaching business, I'm doing the podcast, and I'm running an events business, and also in a show right now and have been for the past four months. And it's lighting me up in ways I never imagined. And it's like all this, this dream life that I always thought I wanted, but didn't think I could have. It's like, because I opened the entrepreneur door, which was the most unexpected thing. I allowed space for the other things to land. And it sounds like that's happened for you too, just in different ways. So before we get to Krista's stuff, I just want to ask a question because I know a lot of my listeners are in a place right now in their life where they're feeling like they've been on this path, right? That they went to school for a specific thing and are in a job. And I know Krista, you also will probably have stuff to say about this as well. Um, But you know, it's like, okay, yeah, this is what's been prescribed to me and all of a sudden they're having these thoughts of pursuing other things that light them up and I had like a listener the other day reach out to me about wanting to do writing full-time but being terrified about leaving this full-time really really cushy job and so my question is is how do you say goodbye to something like that? And like, how did you have the courage to basically say, okay, I'm pivoting and this is okay. And this is going to be my new path now, because I feel like it's really hard to acknowledge that even in the first place and then take the steps to move towards it.
1: Yeah. Um, there were always signs. And I guess as I became more aware and open to the signs, I just got that confidence. Like I, there was no way to explain, you know, a random conversation that I would have with someone that would literally be like a slap in the face sign. Like, yes, you are on your path. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, I'll ask for signs too. I'll just ask, like, just show me that I'm on the right path and I'll, I'll get the confirmation literally within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also like, I just, I try to, reflect on where I've been. Like I've pivoted a bunch of times, you know, and, um, it's always worked out, you know, I've never died. I've never, you know, like lost everything, thankfully, like, but it's always worked out. And I think like, if, if you have that faith and that trust in what you're doing, and it like kind of gives you those good butterflies, like that's going to carry you to that next moment, that next level. Um, and if you're scared, I think then it's probably right. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, if you didn't have like a really strong feeling about it and like fear is one of them, then I'd say, I don't know. I, I actually don't know what you would do in that situation, but like if ever I'm a little bit nervous and I'm feeling that way right now, because I, I'm gonna let Cycle go soon mm-hmm. and like I'm just wondering what the right timing is I don't think there's a right timing but it's it's one of those feelings where I feel butterflies and I'm like I know it's right I'm a little scared yeah. so um I just kind of like walk into the fire a little bit and knowing that I have a supportive partner in this you know venture and I have friends who are rooting me on in a community that's like fuck yes go like I'm I don't know it just feels like fun to Mm kind of just jump in.
0: Yeah. Scary as fuck, but so rewarding on the other side. Yeah. I love that.
2: And I think too, just on that, I think it's, it's like I, we have people talk about this all the time in our, in our group and DM me a lot about it. And it's actually so personal that it's almost like, I can't, I don't, it's not like I won't give advice or I won't share my experience or my Mm -hmm. story, but like for me to tell someone to, you know, get a, get a paragraph. That's like, I hate my job. It it makes me miserable. I want to leave because I want to do X. Like there is no way that I could ever give someone the direct advice besides to like dig in and like figure like it's part of their journey. It's part of their story. They need to either make the mistake or they need to either sit in the uncomfort until Mm -hmm. they make a decision because I've done both, you know, I've left and it worked and I've left and it didn't. And it's like, it's just so personal and you need to know in your heart that it's right when you do it. And you need to, you only, you understand your financial situation. You know, I'm not going to ignore finances in finances in any of it because it's, it's important and it's a real thing. Yeah. And you know, I don't know that person's fear tolerance. I don't know what they are, you know, if they have a support system, most people do, but maybe they don't. So um, that situation, people really just need to take stock of like what they're working with financially, support system wise, what could be next. And maybe it is that you need to sit in the uncomfortability for a few more months and save up more money until you really figure it out or you really have that thing that is pulling you and that is making as much money. You know, I just feel like, I think people assume that I am for sure, like follow your heart and your gut and almost 30 is my soul calling and I'm so grateful for it, but I definitely didn't ignore the money part of it. And I worked for, you know, two years, at a full-time job with this to afford the ability to do this full-time. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I mean, obviously, that's shifted in the last little while for you, which is so freaking amazing. Yeah, so um, exciting. But I think, that, I think that was a really powerful thing. And I know for me um, and for so many women in, the, in your community, um, because I also was working full time when, you know, like I started listening to your guys' podcast and was starting my business. And I think yeah. so often people just think it's like, yeah, you just magically happen and become successful overnight. And it's like, hmm bullshit no like there's a lot of work that goes behind that and most women that I know who are entrepreneurs are also working a full-time job to be able to make the transition happen and, and there are people I know who don't do that and you maybe you, your life can afford that and that's awesome but I think you're right like we all have different paths and trusting that what you know and you have the answers more than anyone else on the planet is so huge Yeah. so I love that yeah I want to hear okay okay so let's go backwards I want to hear all about your your journey and your shit to get to where you are now
2: Mm, yeah. So, um, I grew up in Ohio, like a small town in Ohio. It's very conservative. Um, and I grew up like working my whole life. I like lied on job applications so I could get a job when I was 13. I lied and said I was like 15 so I could work at a nursing home, like slopping food on trays for old people um, and just worked my whole life. So I always was like someone that would put in the work for money. I loved having money. I always had lots of money as a kid in high school and everything like that. Um, And then I went to college and worked all through college, but really just figured in college, like I just needed to get a job. I didn't know that you had to like your job. My parents never really loved their job. Um, They just had a job to make money. Um, so that was like something I was ingrained with. So with that, I just moved to Chicago after college. Cause that's where everyone from, you know, Ohio and my hometown moves. It's like the big city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in Chicago for a while working at a management consulting firm, um, which is pretty corporate. So I was just like thrown into a situation where I should be grateful because I got a job offer. I should take what I can get. Um, I was grateful I had benefits, um, But I knew, you know, in the first couple of years that it wasn't a fit. And I just was like, so unhappy. Um, I would have like moments of happiness with um, my coworkers and stuff like that. But it was just really hard to be doing. And I know people say this all the time, but I just feel them just doing something that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You're just furthering something that absolutely has no impact positively on anyone. And it's a lie. It was a lie for my situation to believe that it did. Um, I wasn't really good at my job for the first year. I was like on a plan because I sucked. I like it's like a theme for me. And then um, it's like a theme is like sucking. <laughs> and then just after the the, like, right? Exactly. I like figured it out and just like started to be more of myself at my job, and then started to get really good at it, and so started to really enjoy it. Um, but after three years of being there, I knew I had to leave, and I found Justin. So as soon as I found The Secret, the book, and started to see the psychic, I started to like manifest Justin in my life. And it sounds corny, but it was true. And once I found him, I knew I had to leave Chicago and move to New York. So um, I quit my job and started to look for another job in New York. So I was unemployed for like six weeks. I don't really know what I did about money then. I'm not really sure, but I just had to get to New York. So got to New York, worked at another job in digital marketing, um, kind of just got by again by being liked, um, not really by doing a good job. And after, um, a year at that job, I got another job at a company that was like a, a better fit. So I was working in London and New York at that time. And then I started my blog. So that was like the first experience that I had being like out in public and kind of sharing myself and like exploring my creative side. Um, And after so long starting my blog, we moved to LA with my boyfriend, Justin. And that's where I was, you know, connected with Lindsay. So it was really just like a series of corporate jobs that weren't necessarily a fit that I really just figured out how to work and how to get by um, just by being myself. But I always knew that there wasn't going to be a job that was for me, I guess. Like I always had the feeling that like, either I was going to be like a CEO of a company or I wasn't going to be doing it. And I never found a company or job that I was like, Oh, I'm passionate enough to like really take this on and really work hard and put in the work and everything like that. So, um, when I found almost earning, when I realized that like I could make a job doing what I love and make money doing what I love when we started to make a lot, a lot of money. Um, it was like just, you know, like the greatest thing. Like I never, believed that I could help people and impact people and make money and be myself in what I was doing. So like, I had to leap. you know what I mean? I had to, like, it would be, it would be terrible for me not to go all in. And for my job too, like I'm a nine to five. So it's like, I'm, I had to leave at like eight, you know what I mean? I leave, leave at seven 30, get home at six 30. So it's like, it's all day and it's super draining. I can imagine for people that have hustles, it's super draining. Um, but the journey was rough and the journey was um, different and I never knew that I'd be at this place, but I'm just so grateful that I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think so many people can relate to that journey because I feel like that's the norm, you know, like I, I, Lindsay, I feel like you and I have kind of weird, different paths than like most people do, you know, doing the nine to five thing.
2: Which is interesting. You know, it is interesting. It's good that like we have that balance of like, I have the corporate experience so I can speak to people in corporate jobs and that have worked in that corporate job and Lindsay has like the working multiple jobs, actor experience, fitness industry experience. So it is like a great benefit to us that we cannot understand both of those sides because it would seem like I'm thankful for both because then we can speak Mm -hmm. to them on the podcast and people understand, you know?
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I would love to hear, obviously, almost 30 has like taken off, which is so freaking insanely beautiful to watch for the record. Um, But like what, what about this makes you know that it's right? And like, what about it lights your fire every single day?
2: Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: For me, it's like knowing that it's all, I mean, it it sounds and it's, it sounds self-serving, but it's not because I know that it's not just me, that it's the messages of people, but it's like when you see the Facebook group popping off and people are like saying like, I've been looking for this community for so long. And I like people like I read one today that was like, what the best part of my week is finding this community and being able to connect with these women and like share questions with these women. And like the fact that it's self-sustaining without Lindsay, that like Lindsay and I will go to events and be like, okay, guys, like say hi to your neighbor. And everyone already is talking to their neighbor for 20 minutes. (laughs) No, we're like,
1: Hey, we're we're like, hi,
2: it's (laughs) us. Like, the fact that, like, they don't, like, me and Lindsay, we would never do it, but we could step away, and this community would be self-serving and self-sustaining without us, that, like, the women we've attracted are the right women that are open, kind, Mm. loving, cool, funny, smart. Like, you guys are so, like, you know, like, you have that community, and you are in our community, and we are in yours. It's, like, you guys are, like, just so cool. Like, I've never
1: been... I'm so impressed. Yeah. I mean, we get messages every day like just these little signs that like what we're doing because we're in the nitty-gritty of it you know what I mean we 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 have some people on our team um but we're not a big team yet so mm-hmm. Kristen and I are doing a lot of you know the day-to-day operations of what goes on and so you know it is truly the best part of our day when we get messages or are in conversation in person I mean we run into listeners all the time mm-hmm. and um that's why I like just being on tour too has been just so confirming um for us that like this is what we're meant to do and like what we're doing is so much greater than just two girls like behind a mic talking about transitions and <laughs> all of that it's so much bigger. Like this community is thriving all over the world now. And so, I mean, it's like the possibility is like limitless, Mm -hmm. which is both overwhelming and extremely exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that the entire time we've been ourselves just makes me feel like we could do this forever. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, it's not draining. It's not de-energizing. Like the fact that we can come to work and just be ourselves is um, such a gift because I know not a lot of people can do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm curious because obviously you guys are working very, very closely together all the time. And that's not something I have a lot of understanding. I mean, I work, I mentor other women to help like navigate stuff too, but you guys are in partnership and are also best friends. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, I know a lot of, there are a lot of partnerships that are like married, you know, that do business together, but I've, I rarely see like two best friends showing up and, and it being a successful venture. So how do you guys feel like you've navigated that? Have there been like, tough things to to deal with? Like, do you feel like one of you had to, like, take more responsibilities on at another time? And, like, how did that impact your guys' friendship and working relationship? And do you feel like it's, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming it's been a positive thing. You guys are freaking badass and love each other, and it's very, very clear. But, like, I also imagine that there have been tough stuff behind the scenes. Like, how do you guys navigate the business and friendship and make sure you're filling both cups? Yeah. I
2: think it's, it's just like, I, it's just, we've never done this before. Like we've never owned a business. We've never managed a team. We've never, I've never worked with my best friend on something. I've never mm-hmm. followed my dreams. I've never, you know, it's just, it is like so much that it's like, it, it just, because it's like, yeah, we're in personal, we're in self-development, personal growth. So like, I'm always thinking about our growth, my growth, her growth. And we're always taking on all these different messages and everything like that. So it is like the most beautiful thing that like, I, there's no one else in the world that I could do this with Lindsay and I could never do this without her, like period. Yeah. And it would never be what it is without each other and without like creating this space. But it's like, I mean, it's sometimes I just am like, I wish that we could just be friends sometimes. Cause we are such business people or we're just always thinking in the business that it's hard, like to kind of turn that off or it's hard for me personally. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, Lindsay's the best, most supportive partner in the world. And like we, she's always there, always on, always there, like always meets me where I am. Like I couldn't be more like, it's, it's something that we maybe take for granted, but like, we always meet each other at the place where we need each other and we're always mm-hmm. on the same page.
1: It's like actually magic. <laughs> I think from, from the get-go, like I knew that our relationship was different. Mm-hmm. Um, we met through soul cycle or through a mutual friend and kind of in the soul cycle world. And um, you know, I wasn't having conversations with people like I was having with Krista. So like immediately, like I knew that this Friendship was going to be more than just, you know, seeing someone every month or so, right? Like, I just knew that there was a connection there and our conversations proved that. And we started the business, like the podcast mm-hmm. very soon after we met. Um, and so I just was like, it was so easy. Yeah. It was so easy. Like so easy. we showed up like every week multiple times a week because I were create thing. yeah like You're like learning so much about each other it was like so weird that like there was no resistance mm-hmm. and like I, you know I I track my resistance pretty well I'm like oh like I don't want to hang out with that person or I don't want to do that thing that yeah. obligation whatever it is but it was so easy and we weren't yeah getting paid for anything we were doing mm-hmm. we were just creating um, which was so much fun. And yeah, just to echo Krista, I mean, like we always meet each other where we mm-hmm. are, you know, like, and I've learned so much from Krista and, you know, vice versa. And mm-hmm. almost 30 is, is super balanced because you, see, mm-hmm. as you said, we are so different and I'm just, it's just exciting. Cause like now we're kind of evolving as human beings at, like the rate Mm -hmm. that the podcast is evolving. Mm -hmm. So I'm just really excited to see like us as human beings grow separately, kind of in our own Mm worlds too. And really like give each other the support and confidence Mm -hmm. to do things that light us up outside of almost 30. And then also have it just like feed this entity Mm -hmm. that is almost 30. Um, And yeah, we've, I mean, we don't fight. And that's, that's not to say that like, we don't have difficult conversations, but we always know that like, this is not about us. Mm -hmm. Like we're never like, I never take anything personally, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and she never takes anything personally. It's just, we are in this for the good of our community, for this movement, for the conversations that are happening, for the lives that are being changed it is never about us so it's really helped me to check my ego mm-hmm. and i'll have moments right mm-hmm. like i'll have moments where i'm like Same. uh like you know that hurt because are yeah. you doing you know yeah you know what i mean but you it's literally seconds and you're mm-hmm. like no no there's like no way mm-hmm. because we've come this far by just um you know thinking outside of ourselves and knowing that we are facilitators, mm-hmm. the conduits of like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's so, it's so cool. I mean, I I know I'm personally like a recovering people pleaser. I don't know if either of you re- resonate with that title. Um, but I feel like I spent so much. <laughs> You're like, never. <laughs> you know, but it's like, I feel like so many women do that, you know, it's like we, we put everyone and our mother in front of ourselves first, too. And I want to say that I think that you can't create a community or a space before doing that. But I also think, and I want to kind of like, I want to challenge you on what you just said, Lindsay, because I think you as a podcaster and as someone who's like, I also know what it's like to sit in the shoes. Like I get so much personally from the conversations that I have with my guests. And Mm -hmm. I, as much as I'm doing this for everyone that is a part of my community I feel like I wouldn't be able to do this if I wasn't also growing alongside of it and I think you said that like you you were like I feel like I've changed so much and at the rate as which the the podcast is shifting and your business is shifting and I think that so often we see the bigger picture but it's really hard to look inward when we're constantly on this like automatic Like intense, you know, hustle mode, which I know both of you live on (laughs) like that plane. So I just think, like, I, I mean, and I know you're super self aware, but I would be super curious to hear about how you feel like you personally, both of you have shifted, especially, specifically in the past six months. Cause I feel like so much is happening for you guys right now. Like, how do you feel like you personally, like you, Lindsay, you, Krista, have shifted? And what do you feel like you've, Like, how do you feel like you've grown the most in the past six months or a year?
2: I think for me, so we've had so many psychics and mediums and (laughs) um, we attract psychics like they love our shit. So we've had so many of those on that. It's kind of given me the permission to like be more of the fucking sorcerer. That, like, I have been my whole life, but I haven't paid attention to, mm-hmm. but I haven't tapped into, that I've always been afraid of. Um, so in the past six months, I've gotten so, like, deeply witchy and kind of, like, connected spiritually with myself that, like, I feel so much more – I, like, am kind of tapping into my power. Um I, you know, I've always had an ability to tap into what I'm good at, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm finally like tapping into a power that I've had my whole life that I've kind of really ignored mm-hmm. related to like my soul.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Those conversations mm-hmm. with, with medium psychics, they're life-changing, their mm-hmm. therapy, mm-hmm. um, whether you believe in it or not, um, doesn't matter, but I believe and, um, have, truly seen a lot of things come true and also more importantly it just gives me confidence in what I already know that's usually what reading is it's like it's bringing to the surface what you already know yeah um and so you've done so much so yeah it's just like and too like kind of in that same vein as Krista like I've been like talking to um spirit guides um, people who have passed that are close to me that have come through in readings that say, please ask me for help. Like, why haven't you been asking me, you know, just kind of going outside of myself. Cause sometimes I feel like I can't take on everything that I want to do. I get very overwhelmed. So it'll like relieve that pressure or that just self-inflicted pressure. Cause you know, I can do it all, but it's just, you know, a mental game. I just, I, I've been like talking more. To what I know is like this super support system Mm -hmm. um, that really loves me unconditionally and knows my potential and is ready, willing, and able to do everything to um, allow me to see that for myself, you know? And so, yeah, it sounds woo-woo, but I've been in constant conversation and it has also just like made me very reflective um on everything like literally walking around I'll just like mm-hmm. stare at trees and not like,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean I
0: like, wish you guys could I, see Lindsay's face
1: I feel very sensitive to everything mm-hmm. if that makes sense which yeah. makes every day really fun because mm-hmm. like you could just see someone like on the street and just like be so enamored by them maybe they're beautiful or maybe they're mm-hmm. crazy or maybe they're singing a song to themselves and you're like you know it's just like you're so enamored by like the world I guess If mm-hmm. you're kind of always um in that space where you know you're taken care of and being shown things whether however big or small that could you know bring inspiration and beauty into your life
0: yeah and I think so many women that I know at least are very masculine energy driven. And so we're constantly, I mean, and that's what society we live in, right? We're taught this go, go, go bullshit. I know I resonate with that so much. And I think both of you, it sounds like from what you just shared, that you've like actually just taken the time to go inward and ask yourself things and, and slow down, Uh, which is really fucking hard to do. But there is so much beauty in the other side of that. And whether it's talking to a spirit guide or getting your human design read or fucking like journaling, you know, like there are so many ways to navigate that. And I think that the, the more we can just get quiet with ourselves and actually ask ourselves those questions, that's when magic happens. That's when we can actually pick up the signs instead of just be on this automatic pilot. So I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to switch gears for a second. Because so both of you guys are like, you look at your Instagram feeds, both of you, respectively, and also almost 30 wise, and you're like, these fucking girls have their shit together. There are these like badass photo shoots that are going on all the time. Like, look at these events they're hosting. Like, they're incredible. Like their podcast guests are like, so awesome. And from the outside, like as an observer, and obviously I I know you guys a lot more intimately than probably a lot of your, your guests or your, or your like people who are listening in your community, but, but still, like there's a lot of probably people that are looking at that and being like, okay, well, they're just like these perfect angel humans and I'm never going to be able to have something like that. Or I can never feel that in my own skin. And I know social media creates this big barrier so often about like what we perceive other people's lives. So I'm just curious, like, what's not going well in your Mm -hmm. life right now? Like, what is hard? Like, what are you dealing with right now that is not fun or outside of, like, the perfect picture that you guys, you know, bubble of almost 30 that seems like it's so fucking fantastic all the time?
1: I mean, we have huge dreams for what we're doing Mm -hmm. and so like the daily struggle is like what do we do right now Mm -hmm. like to it's like it goes between the the daily to like the year goal to the year goal like what do we work on now and because we're a small team a mighty small team like lots of power there Chloe's incredible and we have um other incredible people Kayla um Taylor you know contributing to what we do. Um, it's just overwhelming to think about it. Um, and we, yeah, I think we both feel the same way in that way. So as far as almost 30, it's just, it's so big. Mm-hmm. It's so, you know, and it's our baby. So we want to do it, do it justice and like, you know, make our community happy and, you know, we want to have seen and heard. And so that is also challenging. You know, we always get great back and every once in a while we, we get feedback that makes us really think and we're like, okay, like this is a moment an opportunity for growth. It doesn't feel amazing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, but we, we feel so passionately about what our community to us that like, you know, we do, our, our growth and our evolution has really depended on them and what they've said. And it's not always uh, something that is easy for us to take on, but it's, you know, it's a good thing. It's definitely a good thing. I think I'm dealing with, um,
2: just like constant analysis of every conversation and every, that I have so I think because I'm so aware that sometimes it can exhausting you know to analyze everything you're saying and doing like you know my mom now listens to the podcast and she's upset that I talk about our relationship so conversation wow. I'm analyzing what she's saying I'm analyzing what I'm saying I'm thinking wow her past and how she grew up and how that's making her say what she's saying. And I'm thinking about her relationship with my dad and about my situation, why I'm saying what I'm saying. So there's just a hundred different things in every single conversation that I bring in. Um, and it just gets kind of exhausting at times to just really overthink and um, want to always do my best and want to always be understand, be compassionate um, of people. And I think that too, with, um, just like any relationship, you know, my, a lot of my relationship from like growing up and stuff, I like I get a little insecure sometimes because I'm like, okay, and what I do different than them, it may be too much. It may be whatever. Am I worthy of this? You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of Venus that happens with being in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I think with things like photo shoots and photos and everything, that, like, it's awesome. You know, we pay people because. I, we can't take pictures that good but it's also like I get really insecure being in front of the camera all the time um I podcast for not because I don't think that I'm attractive <laughs> or anything like that but um I've never been yeah. that really wanted to be in front of the camera a lot or on video a lot because I've always had my thing my body or the way I look as everyone does um so I think when you get a plot, get a spotlight. A lot of the things that upset you or bother you are kind of magnified and amplified and really deal with it. So I think that's something with what we do, it really puts you a mirror to let your insecurities or what's going wrong are. Um, and now you just have to solve them in front of people.
0: I feel like when you are in the limelight, um the limelight, <laughs> the spotlight. Um you what is the limelight? Well, I don't know, but apparently that's a term. Isn't that a term? It is a term. It is a term. What the Isn't, fuck it's...
1: does it mean? Limelight is no, it's like it it in the limelight. <laughs> let's let's it. all just
2: look it up. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm looking it up. It was, I have no was... idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: All right. Well, when we're in the fucking limelight, like there's this there's this unspoken and maybe it's just our insecurities coming to the light, like you were saying, Krista. But like, I feel like there's this constant pressure that I know I feel to be showing up in all the ways. Right. And, you know, when we make mistakes, especially when it's in a heightened space or maybe we say the wrong thing, like there was a time when I would say the word tribe all the time. And I had a a podcast um, guest, um, Amy E. Smith, who came on like a few, um, probably 10 episodes ago. And she talked to me about how she no longer uses that word because it's, you know, to certain cultures, it's considered inappropriate. And I had never really considered that or thought about that. And it's this word and this that's tossed around so much in the personal development world, right? Like find your tribe, love them hard, all this stuff. And I hadn't for one second considered that. And for a moment, I had this, like, oh, fuck. Like, am I so, like, I shouldn't be talking about this kind of shit if I don't even know something like this. But I I think what you guys set such an important example for and what I think all of us need to think about and do more of and try to just be better about is giving ourselves grace that we don't have to have all the answers and acknowledging when maybe we are wrong, right? And I think the more we can have conversations that are, talking about things like that or talking about the queer community or about different ways of exploring yourself sexually that's maybe outside of the norm or whatever the fuck, um, instead of judging it or judging yourself or not having an understanding of it, asking questions and giving yourself the grace for not knowing all the answers. And so I think that that is a really beautiful thing. And it sounds like you guys have been having similar conversations like that on your podcast, which I can't wait to listen to. But I'm curious, like what's like a conversation or... I don't know, like a topic of conversation that has opened your eyes lately?
1: Mm. That's a good one. Um, There's so many. We have, um, I'm guessing this will be out in a few weeks, but we have an episode coming out tomorrow where we talk about Mm. um, white privilege. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, waking up to like the white lens And, um, and identifying those unconscious biases that most of us have. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it was, uh, I don't want to say hard conversation because in comparison, that conversation is not hard. Um, people of color have to have had to endure, but Um, it really, it's uncomfortable because, you know, that speak, it really speaks to our heart because like, we just doing this work, you fall in love with just human beings. Right. And yes, we see color. We're not colorblind. Right. And I don't want to discount anyone's experience. Um, but we just fall in love with human beings. So for us to feel like you know, we haven't had that conversation yet or for us to feel like we've, we have those unconscious biases is like, I feel like I'm naked. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm exposed in a way and it's, it's good. Like, I'm so grateful that we're having these conversations and I know our community is going to be so grateful. Um, but just know it's not going to, it's going to feel uncomfortable, you know, like these are truths like that are coming out, but they need to be talked about Um, so that's been, that's been, you know, a topic, not only in tomorrow's episode, but in future episodes, um, that we are kind of digging into because we're, we're learning, you know, and we're, we're willing to let people watch us learn Mm -hmm. as we, as we talk about this.
2: Yeah. I think that one's the big one. And another one too, that we have recently was with Dan Savage and he is a, um, you know Dan Savage? Oh, She's, I
0: loved I've been reading Dan Savage's columns since I was in high school. I'm obsessed with him.
2: He is the best. And so talking to him about relationship stuff and talking to him about um, monogamy, I think was really interesting and mm-hmm. eye-opening. Um, just the way that we think about, yeah, this was really actually impactful. The way that we think about monogamy in that if you're not monogamous for the rest of your life, so say you're 30, you get married at 30, you're married till you're hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't cheat on that person for 70 years. That means you're really good at monogamy and that you're worthy of love and that you're worthy of being in a loving relationship mm-hmm. and that you love your partner. Mm-hmm. But if you were to be in that same relationship for 70 years and have a slip up one night where you cheat on that person, then that means that you didn't love that person and that relationship meant nothing. That- Thing and you should get a divorce yeah uh, but just the way that we've currently structured marriage and monogamy and how we put this importance on not cheating and non-forgiveness on cheating or being unfaithful instead of understanding it um just really like changed my perspective on that whole thing and I really needed that because I've been um around and in situations related to infidelity with my family and you know with my previous relationships not this one now but um, And also, even right there where I said it, it's like I didn't. I said not this one now because I would feel like there would be a stigma if I did say there was. Yeah. Even was. So even thinking about you know the stigmas we have around cheaters and everything like that was like blew my mind. Um, so that one's coming out soon, and that one will be like another really eye-opening one. Yeah.
0: Or just on the expectation of monogamy in general. Did you guys yeah. have you guys heard of? The, it's on Netflix. It's this docu-series
2: called Explained. Have you heard oh, of this? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, they, I saw the money right. one and like about, um, like why black people mm-hmm. don't have as much access to capital. Mm-hmm. There's like really, yeah, it's really, wow. really good. There's
0: like they're like thirty minute episodes and um, there's one on monogamy and it was really, really interesting because I mean, obviously, I've been married seven years and you know been with my husband, but it's just been very interesting because I I've always believed that like we're not meant made to be monogamous. Like that's just not really how our bodies were made, and this it's scientifically explained how that's the case, and it was very very interesting. It's a thirty minute lesson I can put in the show notes for you guys, but I just yeah. think it's so I think it's so important that we're having these conversations because I think
1: mm-hmm. I know
0: for the longest time I was like, well, I'm a crazy person to think that, but there's this entire community of people who live their life ethically non monogamous, and it's like, oh. <laughs> Like for some people, this is their norm. And because it's just been this expectation and what society has, you know, imprinted on us starting from the 70s because of a financial thing, honestly, more than anything, like we're now taught that our sexuality and our interests are not okay to explore in other ways and that that's wrong. So, yeah, I think that that's really freaking rad. Yeah,
2: okay. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I like to end things. I, I don't want to, you know, take too much of your guys time because you guys are balls. Um, and I feel like I could talk to you forever and always. Um, mm-hmm. but before we hop off, I have a few like fun, fast questions to ask you guys. So you guys ready? Okay. So what is your go-to self-care practice right now?
2: Talking to myself. I've been really into talking to myself lately.
1: So I've just like talked to myself. I pull cards every morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like tarot cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so fun i love that do you have a favorite deck yeah the mesquite mesquite tarot deck m-e-s-q-u-i-t-e okay have given her so much business so honestly <laughs> the deck's, I guess she's about million. to get
0: some more
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> love that all right um this is an interesting one question you wished more people asked you mm, what do you love about
2: justin
1: mm, good mm. one
0: what do you
2: love about justin He's just the best. He's just the perfect balance of feminine and masculine. Um, and he never, I've had love with um, reason and he just loved me without reason. Always-
1: mm. Mm. Um, what do I wish more people asked me? Um, I guess like, what are you scared of? Because most mm. people just see what we're doing and they're like, oh, you're killing it. That's usually the comment, you're killing mm-hmm, it, you're killing mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And so like to be able to talk about kind of what scares me, um, you know, it's not like life or death. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, little things. You know, I'm going to ask you that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm dealing with like being scared of my potential right now. Mm. It's like a subconscious fear. I can say I'm not scared, but like there's something happening where subconsciously I'm scared of my potential. Yeah, so working on that.
2: And it's hard when you've always been like working towards something. Do
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know what I mean? Like yeah. you kind of get in the mindset of like struggling. Mm-hmm. So right now it's like we've been struggling for like our lives. You know, relatively obviously, of yes. course, like
1: with mm-hmm. the in really the great grind, yes. struggling artists, yeah. like all the like things that we're to- called. tell ourselves, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, and then now to like have this, it's like, wait,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, exactly.
0: Mm, love that. Okay, um if you could be like a an inanimate object, any inanimate object, what would you be
1: and why? Mm. Plant. The
2: plant's a plant. That's one. alive. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <so> that's- <laughs> you see my blonde hair honey? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so beautiful it's coming out real hard
2: <laughs> i would be a coffee mug so people would kiss me every day <laughs> oh
1: i love uh, that oh man how about a <laughs> <What was that>? <laughs> <laughs> she's a, a a dream catcher
0: oh i love that that's cute yeah she was going to say something. I was going to say
2: trash can.
0: <laughs> I was going to be like,
2: dildo? Question oh, <laughs> oh mark. Anything you put in your butt? Yeah. like tampon. Butt or- plug? Here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, I can't. All right. And last question. What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life?
1: Mm, love that.
2: Mm. I think it means just making decisions without other people without other people's input, Um, you know, I'm definitely guilty of that. I, I, when I know the answer, I ask everyone else for their opinion and then I use that as an excuse to delay myself on actually taking action on what I already know to be true. Mm -hmm. Oh, never said that out loud, but that was really spot on real life. (laughs) Um, so I wish that, you know, or I would say
1: like living your felt that's life is like making decisions based on what you what you know is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similarly, I think, you know, when I am saying yes to like what my soul wants, like mm. this morning, I like, I drove down to the beach and I like, oh, took God. I took a run and just like then walked by the water and just that. And like, I knew I didn't have a lot of time. And like, normally I'd be like, yeah, I don't have a lot of time. I'll just sit at home and like mm-hmm. do my thing here. Mm-hmm. But like, I knew I was like being pulled. We had a conversation yesterday that like made me want to do that. And so just like being so present that I'm always kind of saying yes to what I want to do. I like sat down and saying last night, I just like, mm-hmm. without thinking like, but I could be doing this yeah. instead, like or just should. doing it, doing what feels good for so long. I was doing what didn't feel good because I thought I had to struggle in order to mm-hmm. get what I wanted. So real. Yeah. Those both resonate so much. Oh my God.
0: I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for just being so freaking yourselves and raw and starting this incredible community and just like being yourselves for real. It is so rare to find like badass women who are just unapologetic and you are both the definition of that. And I appreciate you so much. And I know that everyone listening does as well. So how can everyone connect with you guys? I know that you guys have a lot going on right now. So share like everything, plug yourself, plug yourself.
1: You can find us at almost30podcast on Instagram, um, almost30podcast.com. If you want to find us on tour, almost30podcast.com slash tour. Um, I'm at Lindsay Simsick on Instagram. And I'm at 100blog,
2: H-U-N-D-R-A-D blog. And then on iTunes, almost30podcast
0: yay and also you guys be, I'll also put their community on facebook in the show notes as oh, well thanks. so you guys can join um it's such an amazing space with so many so many like diverse incredible women and it's just oh,
2: thank you awesome you're space. one of such a treat you've been like with us from the beginning and oh, I'll never forget like your nods of like approval and encouragement and stuff it means so much and you know i'll never
1: forget you for that so i really yeah, appreciate you love you You know,
0: I feel the same fucking way. You guys are amazing. So thank you so much. And you're the best. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Krista and Lindsay, for coming on the podcast and for all of the stuff we talked about on today's episode. Be sure to check out the show notes at www.amandacatherineloy.com. That's Catherine with a K. Like, you guys, I really need to come up with a better fucking words other than koala or kite. But clearly, that's all that ever comes to my brain. Kitchen. (laughs) Anyways, um, anyways, AmandaKatherineLloyd.com forward slash podcast forward slash 32. Um, and again, for all of the stuff, um, and the stuff about the authentic woman, um, and also the empowered and free retreat, which is still going strong with signups. We have a few spots left. All of that information, if you're interested, um, is on the show notes as well. So be sure to check it out. Go join their podcast. Go say hey to them and thank them for, for being present in this space and for sharing their hearts and their lives with you guys. Um, I know I got so much out of this conversation, and I know you did too. And if you enjoyed this conversation, share it with a friend. Um, that is how the word of mouth is like huge, you guys, for the podcast, and it's how I'm able to start getting some really incredible sponsors on here and um, and also to, to continue to build this and continue to do this for you guys um, because... This is my fave thing on the planet, and I am just so, so, so honored to be here. So make sure that you are reviewing and rating the podcast on iTunes, sharing with your friends, and shouting it out on the social media. It means the absolute world to me. And until next week, I will see you guys in the Facebook community and on the flip side. Bye-bye.